Welcome back to Dear Amber, everybody. Chinese Pod's insider's guide to everything China. Today we have a new Dear Amber series, a question on what kind of jobs are available for foreigners in China. Now, there's lots of jobs available, so we'll start today with a really good one, and we'll continue with more later. And a return appearance from our friends Galen and Robert Kay on a subject that only guys know best, which is being a bachelor in China. This question comes from Luke, and Luke asks, Dear Amber, what kind of jobs are available for foreigners in China? So this is a good question to ask Ross, uh, the newest employee at Chinese Pod. He's got a new job. But Ross has had a lot of jobs here in China, haven't you, Ross? One or two. One yeah, or two. one or two. <laughs> so um, the job we're going to talk about today, we, we can kind of carry this on for quite a while because there are a lot of jobs for foreigners in China, of course. But we're going to start with a fun one today, which is Ross, the Schweige. He's got a <laughs> oh, handsome boy. Has done a lot of uh, movie acting or TV acting. Is that right? Yeah. yeah Some, right? Yeah. So, are, like, Ross, are you, I mean, you're pretty handsome, but, like, are you qualified for this job? Have you um, had any, like, are you an actor, like, in not Ireland? At all, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Nothing, no experience whatsoever. So but, there's no prerequisite. Not at all. You've got to be... Uh, foreign like basically kind of westerner um, yeah. and uh, yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> that's and I think it. actually it helps if you have blonde hair but Ross doesn't so it does a lot essential. of guys a lot of the Scandinavians got a lot of work yeah know. I guess because they like to on Chinese TV they, as soon as they see blonde hair they can associate it with a foreigner so they're kind of like get paid the big bucks yeah definitely us brown haired people well we get the second rate jobs <laughs> okay so first of all maybe Ross you can tell people because someone might be interested in doing this kind of work how do you get a job as an actor in China well, a lot of the students uh, when they're studying in Shanghai get get jobs uh, doing extras um, because we all live in all the foreign students live in one one dormitory or one area, so it's easy for those agents to go and find find foreign students. Otherwise, you can find them on on the internet and stuff. But uh, in this case, we were found. We didn't find. Oh, they come and find yeah, you. Yeah, they came and found us. So, yeah. what about the agents? Like, is it quite professional? Like how it is in the West? Or oh God, no, no. no? no, no, no <laughs> can you trust no. them? Or like, is there contracts? How does it work? No how contracts whatsoever. Yeah, no contracts whatsoever. Um, they just say, "Yep, yeah." There's a, a shooting tomorrow, five o'clock in the morning. Uh, please be out in the, at the front lobby, uh, and that's it. And then you just hope that they pay you at the end of it. And they, they uh, normally do. They normally yeah, do. Usually, they're pretty honest. They're normally pretty honest. Yeah. That's good. And what's the pay like? Um, the pay for, let's say, for a day for a, a shoot could be between. A lot of students of Chinese Pod tell us while they love to speak and listen to Mandarin. They are a bit intimidated to learn how to read and write in it because of the complexity of Chinese characters. That's why we created the 66 Characters series. Try it and see for yourself. Five hundred and a thousand renminbi. Okay, so that's um, like American, U.S. maybe seventy-five dollars to a hundred. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But the thing is, I mean, you work for a very, very short period of time. You actually work for a short period of time, mm. but you're there from maybe six in the morning to maybe six at night. Oh, just waiting. Yeah, it's just sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Well, that's pretty yeah. good money then. I mean, for China, maybe for home, it doesn't sound like much. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's worth. It's worth doing if you and if you have a, a book to read or some friends to mess with. That's grand. So, like, do they? Do they, do you ever have to go to auditions, or they, like how does that work? For the bigger films, like for the film, um, for uh, Jet Li's film a couple of years ago, there were auditions for it. But for the smaller ones, for the dramas, mm -hmm. uh, for some kind of educational videos, uh, for commercials, no, there's, there's, there's not really that many auditions. So, so oh. I would not recommend the auditions unless you have review unless you really really want the job because it just takes up so much time and you get 
paid nothing. I, I ended up going for a lot of jobs that were guaranteed to get paid because I wasn't going to waste my time. No, you yeah. can waste a lot of time because if you're not what they're looking for, they just want someone to come because the agent looks good when they bring a foreigner, right? Mm. So I found that even in Taiwan as well, um, often they would make, like tell you, make you think you had the job, but then later you found out, oh no, it was just yeah. basically... Yeah, all they do is pay for your cab, cab there and that's it. If you're so lucky. it's a complete, and you waste a whole day. Yeah, yeah that's so. so true. So Ross, tell us, like, have you been in any big, like... Um, Films. <laughs> <laughs> have you been in any big movies? Like, can we see you on screen? Um, well, the biggest film that I was involved in uh, was Fearless from Jet Li. Um, oh, okay. And that was um, a couple of years ago, shot in the Grand Hyatt in Shanghai. And it was a scene where... Um, Michelle Young from The Crouch Tiger, Hidden Dragon was presenting to the Olympic Council, presenting Wushu, um, uh, Kung Fu, and, and trying to get uh, martial arts, trying to get martial arts um, to be part of the uh, Olympics 2008. So um, she was kind of, um, she was proposing the idea of, of martial arts. And uh, I was one of the Olympic committee that was uh, making the decision and such. Uh-huh. Um, unfortunately, that scene got deleted uh, from the film. Oh, you got cut. Uh, I got cut. And she <laughs> I'm sure got, it had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. It was a fantastic scene. And, uh, <laughs> but she, and she actually wasn't very happy with it. So Jet Li and herself, I think, were, had a little bit of a tiff over it. Oh. But actually, at the end of that scene was the most enjoyable thing of that day. It was the last uh, shooting of that whole film. Mm-hmm. It was the last scene. And... Uh, um, at the end of it, our agent was supposed to be giving us our money, and uh, we were waiting, waiting around for him to give us our money. And I was like, and uh, he he was taking ages, so we said, "Come on, go and get the money for us. We want to go home." So we went in, and he, we heard he went into the into the hall and started having a discussion with the yeah. the Hong Kong crew, and uh, we heard a little bit of a, a noise and <laughs> a little bit of uh, argument. We went inside. And our agent was uh, fighting with uh, one of the one of the Hong Kong team, and then all of the Hong Kong crew came along, about twenty or thirty people, and started attacking like our kung agent. Like kung fu fighting, or yeah, what? kung fu <laughs> fighting. They started picking up the chairs. This is in the grand hall in the, in the height, throwing chairs, tables. <laughs> Get out! They smashed them over the head with um, oh a, 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 a champagne glass. And uh, <laughs> the fight broke out and went all the way through the Grand Hyatt, and uh, it was incredibly. It was vicious. Was anyone, they should have filmed that and put it. Yeah, in it the was movie. much better than the actual. Fi- that, yeah, much better than the deleted scene. Yeah. So um, well, the police came. Exciting and, in yeah. China. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We got paid anyway in the end after about three oh, hours of. What a devoted agent! Yeah, <laughs> Kung Fu fighted for your pay. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, what about anything else? Have you been in like? Um, I kind of I saw a picture of you in a pink tutu or something on your Facebook. Was that? Anything to do with one of the shows that a lot of uh, students at Fudan did was uh, Shanghai. Okay, Shanghai, and What's uh, that? it is a, a, a game show where they Chinese basically take the Mickey out of uh, out of Westerners. Um, so they basically bring on people who don't have a clue about Chinese, uh-huh. and uh, they they talk in Chinese for the whole show, and mm-hmm. they ask you to. Um, Guess what they're saying, and when you guess what they're saying, you got to choose like um, kind of pieces of paper that describe exactly what they're, they're saying. <laughs> Sounds like the weirdest it's, it's game show I've ever. So heard. I went, yeah, went on this show, and I had to wear this huge pink like dress with a oh big my. pink hat and stuff. And uh, they, it basically sounds like just a show to like laugh at foreigners. It was I mean, basically they yeah, make it you was wear a pink, pink dress. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
Because we all look like complete What possessed you? Did, yeah. When you got there, like, did you realize what it was all about? And then they're like, put on the dress? Or I what? was completely hungover in a day. And I was oh. in a really bad form. That and then, I, and then I had to wear this stupid pink outfit. And then I didn't have an under, a clue what they were saying. And then we had to do, like, tongue twisters and things like that. In Chinese. In Chinese. And the yeah. worst thing... The, yeah, in Chinese. What a spectacle. I, yeah, I had just arrived in China, so... Uh, I didn't have a clue what they were saying. And they were mm. using Shahinese as well. I was like, it was ridiculous. So and, did you win or? Uh, well, technically, yes. Uh, but I, we basically played, uh, we had one game. And I was like, oh, it was over. And I was like, oh, thank God, uh, it's <laughs> over. Like one, like a Korean girl won. And uh, then I found out that they were shooting the whole month's episodes that day. So unless you won, uh, you would have to do all four shows, which would take over two or three, two or three hours. Um so I did the second show and I was getting really, really, really annoyed because uh, I was pretty hungover. <laughs> no wonder I'm wearing pink dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and looking like a fool. Yes. And so by after the second one, I was like, listen, I'm not going to do a fourth one. So I'll do the third one, but I'm not going to do the fourth one. So I went to the director and I said, listen, would you mind like uh, helping me out here and uh, making me win so I can get off this show? <laughs> and uh, he managed to get one of the good Chinese speakers and he got him to tell me all the answers. Oh, perfect. And uh, I ended up winning the game and won like three crates of Foster's beer. Um, <laughs> they knew the was, prize the foreigners would like anyway. Yeah, <laughs> even though it was the worst uh, of the worst on the show, I, I still won it. Yeah. Oh, you're <laughs> yeah. smart. You, you know, when in Rome, you've got to like exactly, use the right approach. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay, so well, those are pretty interesting. I mean, sure, maybe you're getting laughed at, but it's a good way to make a living. <laughs> yeah. So do you think, Ross, is there anything people have to be careful of? Like, would you have any sort of like warnings for people or... Um, just don't waste your time. I mean, no way. I mean, people don't mind wasting your time. Yeah. Actually, it, I have a warning because I have a friend that something bad happened to. Was that an agent called her and told her she was going to do a commercial for, um, for a health supplement? But when so she thought that sounded pretty innocuous. Like okay, so she went and then when she got there, it was actually for penile erectile dysfunction. <laughs> and she had there was an old man, this older man, and she had to. It was an infomercial, and she had to film all day, get in the bed with him and everything. It was horrifying. She wow. was horrified. <laughs> and she had to sit there and talk about his problem and pretend it was like they were a couple. So I think my warning would be make sure you get all the information before you get into anything. Yeah. Unless you don't mind that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think I would. Okay, Ross, thank you so much. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Chinese Pod Trivia. Our first question is, how long will it take you to become an intermediate Chinese speaker using the Chinese Pod app? Is it A, the rest of your life? B, you should already be an intermediate speaker? C, three months? Or D, Chinese Pod has an app? Uh, you should already be in. Ooh, that is incorrect. The correct answer is C, three months. That's right. Head over to ChinesePod.com now to register for your access to over 4,000 lessons. Get the Chinese Pod app now on Google Play or the App Store. Okay, our next question comes from a listener who asks, Dear Amber, what are living conditions for bachelors like in China? Um, I know it's funny to ask me this question, so I've invited my two friends again. <laughs> Galen and Robert, thank you for coming back Hi and guys. answering this Hello, question. Some you. people who are actually qualified as bachelors. Okay, well, you're sort of bachelors, right? quasi-bachelor. You was, were bachelors yeah. at one point, right? I'm a bachelor. In China. Okay, Robert's mm -hmm. advertising now. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone who wants to know? <laughs> Should I say that again? <laughs> okay, so you guys... His must... picture will be on CPOD yeah. shortly. So you guys kind of 
you know, have some probably some experience in this, right? Mm-hmm. What do you say? What would you give? Um, how would you answer this question for our listener? I don't want to say anything that would be self-incriminating, <laughs> but um, you know, it depends how much money you have. Ah. With a lot of things, my living conditions at the time were not the best. So I wasn't living in a five-star hotel, or I wasn't living at the Ritz. It was kind of a dumpy room with concrete walls with um, splash mosquitoes on them. And <laughs> basically, I had a lot of girls. I, over the course of the year, I met a lot of girls who wanted to get married, just like that after meeting me, who would bring it up. Love at first sight. Or gaotuishang. I don't know about love at first sight. <laughs> potential financial support at mm, first sight. But when they saw your room, they probably like... Maybe Renting the offer, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I remember the first week I had one back in there and like her, we were in the bed. Like I just got her and I was really excited. But then her phone rings and she picks it up and it's her boyfriend in Shanghai. And she's like on the phone with him for 15 minutes. So, okay, so this, this is good though. Like bachelors, you got to be forewarned. Everything is not necessarily as it seems. Well, I, tr- I found you get out, a lot of attention, yeah. right? Like as a foreigner living here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, it's like... Do I, I where I was living? It was a small town, and I stood out too much. Um, and so, and like, I mean, a girl wants to marry you within the first five minutes, or be your three shang. It's like yeah. more sort of a very serious thing to put mm. it like that. Like, I just wanted nothing to do. I mean, I'm not gonna marry a, a girl know, in five minutes. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm not ready to like. Especially at that point, I was like broke, just learning. I was a student learning Chinese. Mm. How about you, so. Galen? How was it for you mm. when you're here by yourself? Well, my story is a little different. Um, my conditions, I guess, like living conditions, I worked, um, I was, I guess money is a deal too. I did, wasn't banking or anything. So I was living in a pretty, pretty basic um, accommodation in Shanghai. So, and there's a, it's a difference between our two stories. You know, he was living obviously in a more remote place where, you know, oh, you see the white face. It's not a real common scene. For me, maybe where I was living, you definitely didn't see a lot of white people. But all in all, being in Shanghai, I didn't have a lot of people... Well, I'm also not as good looking as him, so you know, I didn't have as many people <laughs> no, coming up <laughs> getting, getting, asking me to marry them in Good the first place. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh um But look who has a girlfriend. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, what's up? Yeah. Looks ain't everything. No, so um <laughs> Yeah, I guess who broke up with two last week in Tokyo. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> that she was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so um no, but I mean I guess my experience, you know, to talk talk about living as a bachelor here. Um, it doesn't really count so much. I yeah, mean, I can tell you some funny things about like when my girlfriend actually moved. Oh yeah, here. tell us that. You know, that's a little because she joined you. What a nice yeah, girlfriend. Exactly. She's a teacher, so real, you know, just cute and sweet little blonde American girl, just from Texas, just you know, just a teacher. And uh, she moved out here, and within the first week, my place definitely wasn't all you know, real nice pad or anything. My, you know, guys just living by themselves for too long can probably die from. You know, it's not you know no sanitation or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's just bad. So and your my, IU was too busy like teaching you Chinese to yeah, clean the house. Or? Yeah, you know, right. I was too. I, you know, that's my fault. I just be bothering her every day. You know, hey, how do you say that? How do you say that? How do you explain that? So she never got anything done. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, within the first week, actually, my girlfriend Ashley, she. Uh, let's see, the third night, my water heater, heater broke, finally busted on me, flooded the entire apartment. I'm running down my downstairs in my boxers, waking up the security guys, telling them that, you know, I'm flooding the whole place. That was interesting. That happened on the third night, so that was cool. Um, she was a little like, okay, we're probably going to have to find a new place. And uh, then, let's see, within the, the few days after that, she got appendicitis. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it was my fault. I, I Well, maybe. I don't know. But I was... <laughs> 
I'm cheap. I'm I don't cheap. want to know how. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheap. So yeah, how is how is it my fault that she got appendicitis? Well, I'll tell you. I'm, I'm you know I'll be cheap. You know trying to you know shang chi jian yong you know save some money and uh, I'd take her to this cheap little Sichuan restaurant right down the you know right <laughs> next to the place. So she, I had her every day eating like you know gong bao ji ding yu shang rou si yu shang qie zhen you know so she would be using eating all these like Chinese food. And she's digging it. Well, what do you know? A few days later, she's totally sick. Ben and I can't even get out of the bed. I heard and in Sichuan that appendicitis is just rampant. You know, it's yeah, an it, epidemic. It, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> He's blaming hey, the Sichuan Rob, go with it, dude. Just go, <laughs> go with it, man. Go with it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So anyway, um, yeah, so I've had some really interesting experiences. You know, I think my... I heard that you also had a girlfriend come visit, right? Or an ex-girlfriend. Oh, man, this is fun. Yeah, my, One my, of the many. my ex from... Uh, no, no. My <laughs> ex from San Francisco, um, she it? came out to visit me. And she's Asian-American, but she's, I mean, she isn't mostly American. And... Um, um, and she came out to visit me, and we went to uh, Beijing, and then she went up to Dandong with me, up on the border with North Korea, and she got up there. We got in a huge fight in Beijing, and, and I left just, just instantly after like two or three nights, and then... Hello, friends. This is Sarah Chung, a content creator for ChinesePod. Each week, we find new topics relevant to you and send them to your mobile device. Currently, we have over 4,000 lessons on the app covering a variety of topics. A huge thank you to all of our subscribers who make this amazing journey possible for all. If you are not a subscriber and you would like to try us out with no obligation, go to ChinesePod.com and start your free 30-day trial. You have nothing to lose and so much to gain, so sign up now. Uh, we talked the next day and she apologized. I apologized. So she flew out to Dandong the next day to stay with me for a few days. And she got to my room and she sat on the bed and started crying. Oh, I can't believe you live like this. And she was crying. Saw the dead mosquitoes all over the concrete walls. I said, I can't. And then like five seconds later, I can't believe you expect me to sleep in this bed with you. And it was, she, she got furious after she was crying. It was like this swing of emotions. And I was flat broke. And, you know, she had a good job in America, but she made me pay for the hotel room. So I was paying like 160 quid, like 20 US dollars. And uh, my Ai, who doesn't speak any English, but um, um, who learned a little, she after the girl left, since we were fighting so much, she would say, well, fine. And that's the only English she can say. She would imitate my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Ai learned well, well fine. <laughs> fine then. Like, she can that? say, well, fine, and fine then. It's <laughs> like women, we pick up that phrase very easily. Awesome. Fine then. So, fine then. So uh, that was that. It was, But she really liked the town, actually. And uh, another story, I went back to Dandong a few months ago, just for uh, four or five days, and I went to the disco, Zhen Ai, the big disco in the town, Real Love, and um, and uh, there was they have like three or four girls who dance on the stage there, and this girl, she's drop dead gorgeous, like blonde hair, was and it Real uh, Love. I don't know about it was it was Love at First Sight, Yiji <laughs> and Zhongqing, and um, and so I really liked this girl. I smiled at her and waved, but you know I was only there for a few days, so. Um, so I'm at my I'm at my eyes daughter I'm staying at my eyes place and her daughter is saying to me This is the um, lesbian daughter we heard about yeah, earlier. Yeah, she said she said that, So she asked me she's like she said did you go to Jenai last night there's a girl there who really wants to meet you. One of the girls dancing on the stage with blonde hair. I was so like She's blonde but she's Chinese or She dyed it obviously. Okay, okay. That's it's a certain shade of blonde. We could call yeah. it blonde maybe okay, we've lived yeah. in China a long time. But. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> okay. I guess. And go so on. and so I was like no, you know, no kidding. And so um 
because the Chinese girl's friend, the Chinese girl said she saw a foreigner. She like she called her friend. Her friend called my Small friend. Town. My friend asked me. My the girl asked me, and I'm like, holy. So we arranged it. I I end up see, meeting the girl there that night, and before work, like I take her out to dinner the next day, or somehow like I arranged. We arranged a meeting. I took her out. We went shopping to get like I went shopping, and then I took her out to dinner before she had to go to work. And uh, before she had to go to work, the girl said her cell phone battery was, you know, died. So I was like, okay, I'll send you home in a taxi and then I'll leave. But she's like, no, no, you come up to my house. So I go up, I meet her whole family. I meet her dad, her mom. Like this is, you know, like not a stripper, but like a, a dancer at the club. And I take her out on a date and she takes me back to meet her whole family. And I just thought it was... I thought it was really odd. Wow. I, don't, I, I don't know if that's normal. Bachelors, this too can be yours if yeah. you come to Dandong. What's it called? Dandong. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but, um, she's still there. <laughs> I, I'm sure she is. I had to leave the next Aww. couple days later. But I mean, I don't think we would have had a lot of deep conversations. But <laughs> What was her name? Mengju or I, for something like... Look her up. <laughs> everyone. Yeah, everyone look her up. I don't know where Kiku how. There's not many blondes in Dandong, I think. Yeah. Okay, well, blonde so. Dandong Those era. are great stories, you guys. Thanks for sharing them and divulging all your secrets to us here on mm. Dear Amber today. <laughs> well, that's it for this week's Dear Amber, the insider's guide to everything China. So don't forget to send all your questions about China or culture in China to dearamber at praxislanguage.com or just to my profile on chinesepod.com. And don't forget to go to the comments section of Dear Amber today and leave your insights about what we talked about today. We look forward to hearing from you and we'll see you next week on Dear Amber. Shai Zijian. Bye.